The Globe Theatre. Containing the man himself. Shut your big fat mouth! Mr. Shakespeare, isn't it? No autographs. Love's Labour's one will never be played. Upon this night, the work is done. Witchcraft. No! The entire future of the human race. It ends right now in 1599 if we don't stop it. That's quite good. Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Who. I am Kyle Jones, and joining me on this podcast, as always, are my two fellow co-hosts. And starting with the gentleman who wasn't here last week, Lee Shackelford. Lee, how are you? I am well. I'm glad to be back. Well, glad to have glad you to back. back. So what's going on with you? Well, uh, I, I just got to hear, because you're so fast in turning these around, I got to hear uh, the episode with uh, Nicole, and uh, we're talking about Smith & Jones. So that was a that was a treat. I've been traveling all over the southeast, and so that was part of my drive yesterday, and it was it was nice. So what was your biggest takeaway from Smith & Jones? And since you weren't here, tell us on a, you know, just a summary, what did you think of Smith & Jones? Oh, I loved it. I, I think I would have rated it higher than any of you did. Um, uh, seeing it again, I'd forgotten how much I enjoyed it. Uh, I loved uh, the Plasmavore, and I loved the Jadoon, and I loved uh, the Doctor. But um, I, but I'm, I'm with Nicole about the the doctor's strange behavior in the TARDIS once he has her aboard. I always thought that was very odd, <laughs> but you know, I can also understand why he would have complex mixed feelings once he's got somebody else in the TARDIS with him, but I don't know. Yeah, very strange, but, yeah. but I did. I, I really, really liked that. episode. And it was real cool having, uh, as far as our podcast episode, it was real cool having Nicole on. That was a lot of fun. I figured she'd just be with us for this whole season because she is she is the biggest Martha Jones fan that I know. That's true too. That's yeah. True too. <laughs> so so we'll we'll uh, certainly bring her back a lot. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And who is the we in uh, this particular podcast? Well, <laughs> we can't have discussing who without Clarence Brown. Clarence, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Glad to be on again and can't wait to podcast with you two guys. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yes, indeed. You know, it's interesting. There's there's just almost I know this is a podcast. I know it's a show, but I look forward to talking to you two guys, whether it's uh, comic books, whether it's Star Trek, whether it's, you know, a movie or whether it's Doctor Who. I just look forward to uh, talking to you. So kudos to the two of you. Mm -hmm. But I don't really have any news. But Lee, I want to tell you something that I said after we finished or maybe even while we were still recording discussing Trek last night. Clarence, you'll have to keep me honest. That kind of, I think, took Clarence by surprise. So let me just kind of tell you what I said, and I want to get your feedback or your thoughts on it, okay? Mm-hmm. So we were reviewing the first episode of uh, Discovery Series 2, Star Trek Discovery, and mm -hmm. that started last week. And yeah. I think that episode is called, Oh, Brother. Yes. And oh, oh God, that's not what it's called. <laughs> oh, what is it? Isn't it, brother? You, you missed this night, oh brother, at the beginning of that cow. Oh, you totally missed. It. Sorry, I, I enjoyed it. I so I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not putting it down. I just thought it'd be funny if it was called Oh Brother. Ah, yeah, I'm sure some you. people thought that. Yes, so. yeah, there are probably people who are calling it. Well, at the end, and I think it was at the end, I said 
something about Discovery. I actually gave Discovery a compliment. All right, Will, before I say what I'm working on, I do have one last thing that I failed to mention about this episode, if you don't mind me interjecting it real quick. Go for it. So I would go so far as to say, after watching this episode, that I enjoyed this singular episode and was more excited and was more excited about watching it a second time for watching this episode of Discovery than probably, if I say a total of 11 episodes, probably only three out of 11 episodes of another show that I normally watch were less exciting than Star Trek Discovery was this week. And I noticed while I was watching, I was captivated the entire episode. I was on the seat, uh, you know, literally like just watching and I was glued to the TV and I couldn't wait to find out what was happening next. The characters, seeing them again, it was so cool. And I was connected to the characters and I had the emotional feels all throughout it. And after I finished watching it, I had this thought and I was really embarrassed to even think it. And then I blurted it out on the podcast last night, which was with the exception of maybe three episodes of Doctor Who series 11. I think I enjoyed this first episode of Discovery more than I enjoyed series 11. And my question to you, Lee, is A, is that okay? And B, maybe this is a question for your wife more so than you, but getting in my head, why, if I am such a big Doctor Who fan, did I enjoy Discovery more than Doctor Who? No, I, I think that's related to your comment about how much fun you were having watching Smith and Jones. Because you, you made a similar comment, most yes. recent uh, uh, discussing who about uh, uh, that you were having more fun. And I, I think this is part of uh, Chibnall's approach to the series that is ranging from just flat out rubbing people the wrong way to leaving people with some uh, interesting questions like 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 you're, you're posing. I think that what he's after is doing that his Doctor Who is is thoughtful, if that makes sense, that he wants us to think he wants us to, to pause and to feel and to get involved with with characters and so on, which is, you know, if you've been watching Broadchurch, you know that you understand that's that's that's, that's what he does. Right? That's what he does. Exactly. But after watching the Jadoon and the Plasmavore with her bendy straw and so on, you were saying, where where is that? Why don't I get that on Doctor Who anymore? And, you know. Who's your favorite um, character from season 11 who's only in one episode? Mm, yeah, the Pating. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we you're enjoying the Pating because it's fun. Yeah. And 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 if you and if that's the kind of Doctor Who that we're going to call fun, you know, then that's um then yeah, yeah, you're you're feeling the absence of it. I just and I think that's okay. I love Doctor Who when it's fun and I love Doctor Who when it's really thought-provoking, but it is very different. Mm. Uh, it, it is like a different show. And part of what I enjoyed so much about that episode of Discovery, um, probably my favorite so far of the of the series. So I'm really liking, you know, the, the, the new direction, if that's what it is. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. So, Clarence, why don't you dissect my thought here? Do you agree or do you have any other thoughts as to why I I made that declaration uh, i don't know you know actually it did not surprise me as much as you think it did oh, I think, okay i think yeah, you believe yeah. it's because of what lee just said in our interview with uh nicole you know the week before you kind of hinted at that 
you weren't as up on the latest season of Doctor Who as I had thought you were, you know, which was surprising. But going from that very different tone in the latest series of Doctor Who to what we get when we came back to this series that we're reviewing now, it is very different, vastly different. Not as serious in a lot of ways. I mean, even when we get into this, this episode with Martha and, you know, we always talk about the past episodes where it's kind of just brushed off. But in the latest series, it's taking taken very seriously and it punches you in the face, quite literally. So, you know, it, it's it's a very different take on on the series that you know and love. So I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, the more I think about it, the the thing that I brought up or the thing that I said, I think is something that I wrestle with the entire series. And I was n- not afraid, but almost refrained from saying too many negative things or, or having a negative opinion because I did not want it to come across that because the doctor was a woman, I didn't like the doctor. And that's yeah. not the case. Right. I, I just feel like, you know, yes, I, I mean, I like the heady episodes. And as I was watching them, I thought that they were good. But I'm not sitting here like any series that I've watched before since 2005. I can't tell you a single episode that I've started memorizing the lines to yet. So who knows? But yeah, I just, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to just, I mean, it's, like you said, it's, it's a very different tone. It depends on what you cater to. Because honestly, in this latest series, there are some episodes in there which I consider my favorites of Doctor Who, period. So it's it's just kind of what really pushes you, what really you really like and what really drives you, because it, it is a different tone. Oh, good point. Good point. And I keep forgetting. And I and you're right. I, I, I forgot you did say, I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, The Demons of the Punjab was your all pretty much favorite episode, right? Yes, definitely one of them. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm glad, you know, you guys gave me some things to think think about, some thoughts to uh, go over. And, you know, I'm sure I'll have plenty of time to go back and watch Series 11 again and again and again in 2019 because we don't have any new uh, Series 12. So, yeah. you know, maybe I'll watch it and see something new because anytime you watch an episode of Doctor Who, whether it be Series 11, whether it be the original series or whether it be series two or three which is what we're in now series three of doctor who you get something new so guys unless you have anything else i don't have any news i say let's get right into the review sure although this is a conversation we could have all day too just about absolutely (laughs) you know well, if Let's anyone is watching and are listening to us, not watching, listening to us, mm-hmm. and you have not seen the Shakespeare Code yet, put us on pause. Go to, if you're in the United States, go to Amazon, or if you're in the UK, go to wherever you watch Doctor Who in the UK. Put us on pause, because from henceforth, spoilers. 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 Well, the spoiler warning has gone out, and we are back to review the Shakespeare Code. It is the second episode of the third series of the British science fiction program we all know as Doctor Who. It was originally broadcast on BBC One in the UK 
on the 7th of April, 2007. So Clarence, initial thoughts. What did you think of this episode? Uh-huh. I, you know, I think I'm not as big of a Shakespeare person, I guess. So maybe some of the things were lost on me. I really loved it when the wordplay, um, when it hinted on the science aspects of it, you know, it seemed like there's a scientific reason for it happening. But there are times I'm like, you know, are words really that powerful uh, to do some of these things? And I know it's a metaphor for other things, of course. Um, but overall, I think I like the episode, not loved. And I'm sure we're going to get into more of the details. Cool beans. All right, Mr. Shackelford Lee, what say you? Um, the same thing. And I am a big Shakespeare fan and, you know, I'm a theater professor and, you know, I know a lot about Shakespeare and it's always fun to see him depicted and to live in that world where it's 1599 on the, the banks of the Thames. But, but I'm still with Clarence. It's, this is not one of my favorite episodes. It's, um, and, and you said, I know you've been seeing this one. Actually, I don't think I watched it since it was, well, I know I've seen it since it, since it aired the first time. You know, it's not one I visit, revisit again and again. And I really enjoyed seeing it again. But yeah, I don't know. So yeah, uh, how about you? What, what's your, your hmm. quick? Well, you know, that kind of surprises me. And I guess that is the, um, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Maybe it's the um, chance that you take when you assume something. So I assume mm. because you were a writer that you, Lee, would be like really into this episode. And I know you said you enjoyed it, so but you know that was my assumption there. I liked it. I I enjoyed it, but I'm going to agree with both of you. It's not one that I would be inclined to a recommend someone who has never seen Doctor Who go watch or b watch again and again and again. It just was a good episode that you enjoyed, and you know I'm sure we'll get into it more. Yeah. So that's that's my initial talk or initial thought on it so let's kind of go through the story here so we see the doctor and martha arriving in um you know the uk or arriving in the past and i don't know well, we why. get the witch's curse first we, we get the uh, kind of romeo we and juliet thing yeah we yeah we, we start there with the what appears to be romeo and juliet <laughs> and uh yeah and then uh, this guy gets uh, eaten or some kind of what? Huh? What? <laughs> well, oh. yeah, I, I was so shocked about how direct she was. You know, she's a witch. She's luring a man. But I was so shocked by some of the words she was using, like uh, yeah. blood to be a fire, uh, uh, still, uh, still custom for consummation. I can't remember. Interval, yeah. sir. Things like That's that. Right. I'm like, what? 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 Well, really? well, Who? Well. Right into it. Yeah. <laughs> Did people talk like that in 1599? And the answer is, <laughs> yes, they did. Okay, so that was going to be my next question was, did, and so you just answered it. So people really talked with the these and the thys and all well, of that. Of <laughs> Seriously. Yes, of course. Okay, so, I mean, really and truly, are you being honest? Is that, are you being serious? Yeah, yes, absolutely. No, it, it was just, the, the language has changed in 400 years. That's just what it was back then. That's the. Yeah, the, well, the most of the the language from fourteen from four hundred years ago that most of us know is from the King James Bible, and yeah, that was the, that was an effort to write a Bible in the language of the day. That's just how people spoke. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm going to really make myself 
I kind of embarrassed myself there, but I, I just thought that the iambic pentameter and all of that was just something that people created or that he oh, could well. to write in. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, people didn't speak in, in, in rhyme and verse, but, but yeah, you were talking about thee and thou and things like that. Ah, okay. I was saying, okay. I was saying, yes, no, people did speak like that. Yes. But, but no. <laughs> okay. Good, 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 good. Cause yeah, I was thinking no. really people what walked around talking like they did if you were to read Macbeth or something like right. that. Yes. So, 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 so I'm still, I'm still <laughs> right you, in you, that, you, right? You mean in, in rhyming couplets? No. Yes. I'm sure there were people. Who did. Okay. The rappers okay. did. All right. Well, at least you made me feel better there. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Listen, you know, we're talking about the witches and, you know, we can we can take this any way you want to up or down the story as it, you know, was played out. But what did you guys think of the witches themselves? And I'm assuming they're supposed to be the witches from Macbeth. Yeah. And you've gone right into what Clarence was saying was that there is a degree to which this this episode is a lot more fun if you are. Um, a Shakespeare fan, or you know a lot about Shakespeare and so on. But yeah, Macbeth is one of his later plays. So at the time we're meeting him here, he hasn't written that play yet. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So he, he encounters these three witches in this. <laughs> now we know that really happened. <laughs> so it's like later on, he's going to say, hmm, <laughs> inspiration. <laughs> exactly. So, and, and there's a lot of jokes like that about the chronology. Uh, and it pays off with the doctor quoting part of Henry V which is a place Shakespeare's already written. And so Shakespeare says, oh, that's a good, wait a minute. <laughs> that's one of mine. Yeah. So. so talking about Shakespeare, I was curious, and I want to know what you guys think here. He was able to see through the psychic paper. Yeah. And, you know, I just found that very interesting and was curious as to what you guys thought about that ability, you know, or, or is it even an ability or why was he able to, to see through the paper. So the doctor's reaction to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing that uh, Shakespeare is so brilliant or so we're portraying here that he's so brilliant that he can just see through it. And, you know, he even makes a statement that he, uh, the doctor is the only one that's come around as, as smart as he is. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, he's on another level than everybody. So I can definitely see him being possibly being able to do that. Though, do we know if that's happened before? I'm sure it has. I just can't remember. So I'm sure you guys, uh, the Who Storians here, know if it's happened before. About the, the other paper? times, yeah. The other times when somebody has said, that's just a blank page, uh, they've had special training. Mm. We were told at Torchwood. Yes, that's uh, right. So, mm. but Shakespeare seems to be the, he's at least the first one we've encountered who just says, that's a blank piece of paper. And the doctor says, you really are a genius. Yeah. So interesting though. And, 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 and it's, it's almost sad that Martha looks at it and she sees what the doctor wanted. And you know, this has absolutely nothing to do outside of the person of Shakespeare himself, but it's interesting how you can have someone in, you know, Shakespeare's time to have and, and and there's no other word that I can give it honestly than you know a miracle or you know the fate of the universe or however you want to explain it that you've got someone who is living in a time where thoughts and views and ideas are much more limited even to what we have 
in you know today's society but but to have that ability to create the stories and be able to see the things and see how different things whether you're Shakespeare or Einstein or you know fill in the Leonardo. blank of whatever name yeah Leonardo da Vinci all of these um you know different people who created or you know saw things so differently i just find that that's really just interesting to for somebody to be able to yeah. do that mm-hmm. yeah and the funny thing is i probably wouldn't have thought of shakespeare to be in that group uh, it seems like it's reserved to what inventors and maybe philosophers more mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i guess we're, he's getting thrown in that group with the rest of those great people here which uh is, is cool but i don't think I would have thought of him being there. We we don't we don't talk about him that way over here. And I, I it's something I wanted to bring up. I wonder if you guys knew that um somebody, it may have been the BBC, did this sort of uh poll of the nation at in the year two thousand because they were very interested in the millennium. Um kind of in a way different than we did in, in the States, because you know, our country's two hundred and you know, fifty years old. They were there. A thousand years ago. And so the question was, as Britons, as people who have a history this long, who is the most important person of this last millennium? Wow. And, you know, which was an interesting debate and discussion, but, you know, people were seriously putting forward candidates. And at the end of the day, they chose Shakespeare. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of people said, really? because yeah, start start listing. Maybe it was the most most influential Englishman or most influential Briton, but it, or important or whatever the word was. But yeah, it's like yeah. So that's at least for a lot of people, that's how they they think of him. And um, I don't know. <laughs> so, so so why do you? Why would you? Would you agree with that, Lee or or you know Clarence both? Would you guys agree to that, or do you? not see him as such because i think you know clarence you you know didn't put him in the inventor you know category or whatever but you know in regards to you know influential is he would would you guys agree to that yeah i i wouldn't and i'm a big fan but i i would still say you know uh, sir Isaac newton for him or yeah or i don't know alan turing (laughs) yes Uh, Churchill, I <laughs> and, and you, you know, obviously they made a great and fascinating list. If you're going to reach across yeah. a thousand years, but so I don't know. Shakespeare seems like a popularity contest. Mm. <laughs> but but for I guess what I was saying was that the, that seems to be the perspective of this episode is that now we're going to go back in time and spend some time with Shakespeare, um, and we're going to really understand why he was uh, more than. And why he why he was like a god, even if we have to make it up. Mm. You know, I I'm noticing and going back to Doctor Who here with the formula that we've talked about repeating itself. You know, we we go from the introduction of the companion, which is what we saw last oh, episode. Right. We go either into the future or the past yeah. in the next two episodes, and right. that's what we're doing here. We're going into the past in yeah. a second. Third episode, we'll be going into the future. Yep. So, so do we know if if um, who chose to go to the past? Because I don't think if Martha had one this one trip, one trip anywhere, 
yeah, would would you go to Shakespearean uh, England? Uh, I don't know. Um, I would probably go to the future, but who knows? Yeah, if I wondered that too when he said, "This is it. This is your one trip." And the first thing that happens is they they get a piss pot poured down on them. So like, yes, yeah. thanks. Yeah, but but what he's going to do is take her to see Love's Labor's Lost at the Globe with the original cast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Okay. Oh, you know that is awesome. I mean, you know, yeah. Still, <laughs> well, you you mentioned Love's Labor's Lost. Um, is that truly a lost? I've only quotes here. Uh, Shakespearean story. Uh, Love's Labor's Lost is a play that we have. Love Labor's One uh, is a play that we have contemporary references to. There are people who say that there was such a play. We don't have it. We don't have it. So one of the, the fun things that this script does is it explains why we don't have it because it was <laughs> it was sucked into the the netherworld at the end. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah the words have power. Yeah, they yeah, do exactly. Yeah. Well, the the other thing that has power, but that, that these people don't have that you guys just referenced to, <laughs> toilets also have power. And yes. they didn't, I mean, I don't know why I didn't notice it the last time, you know, I knew they poured out a bucket, but I'm yeah. thinking this time watching it, looking at it and saying, wow, no wonder you had the Black Plague and the this and the that and you know, everybody was sick and nobody lived. You're basically pouring waste out into the street. We did it for hundreds and hundreds of years <laughs> yeah. all over all over Europe and America. And, um, yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Um, the doctor is acting a little like he's not himself here because he does not remember that he has met Shakespeare before um, because uh, the fourth doctor mentions him. And um, the second... No, no, the first it's during the chase. The first doctor you know, sees him from a distance, watches him on the, on the TARDIS scanner. So um, uh, in this one, the tenth doctor is acting like he's never met Shakespeare before, but he 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 that that contradicts the classic series. Also, he's for some reason getting back to what we were just talking about. He's forgotten that uh, actually the, the Romans had so. Ah, okay. The doctor says, you know, oh, we're here before the invention of the toilet. No, we're not. <laughs> they just didn't have them in. <laughs> so I, I have a question for you guys, and this is in regards to Martha. So let's focus for a second mm -hmm. on Martha. So I, I like the fact one of the things I did like was Fredonia. I thought that was kind of a cool <laughs> play on name or, or for, facts. Of we're fans of the Marx Brothers. Yes. <laughs> and my question is, considering the fact of where they were and most uh, specifically when they were, would Martha have even been allowed to treat Mr. Lindley? Mm, I don't well, think she would. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't think she would have been allowed to walk the streets. But <laughs> See, that was my thought, too. Yeah, no, it's a bigger question, yeah. But, but you know, when the man's dying, I mean, uh, and somebody, you know, uh, runs up to help, you know. Mm, well, see, but here's, here's my argument to that and, and kind of what Clarence has said about walking the street. So we're in the 1600s, and we see a woman run up of, uh, you know, a black woman run up and start, um, you know, attending to this mm -hmm. person that, you know, is injured or dying and so forth. So this is in what, 1600s? 1599, yeah. Okay. So, you know, let's go back to series 11 for a minute, and we're in <laughs> the 1900s, you know, 300 right. and something years later, and we see a uh, similar situation just changed from woman to man 
and you see a black man pick up a handkerchief and get slapped in the face for it. So I'm kind of with Clarence there. She wouldn't even have been allowed to walk the street if you really want to put it in proper context. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons I was counting on Nicole to be here because I feel sure she's got strong feelings about this. The this this episode contains one of the notorious moments of the Tenth Doctor, and it is exactly that when she points to herself and say, "Ah, uh, not exactly white." Um, slavery is totally a thing. Uh, is what Bill yeah. will later say, and the Doctor says, "I'm not even human. Just walk about like you own the place." Works for me. <laughs> And, and that's something that I love. And I've started saying that myself, you know, just walk about like the other place works for me. But a lot of people have pointed out since then, yes, it works for you because you're a white man. Right. Of course it works for you. And yeah, that's, that's not for Jody, huh? Right. <laughs> right. And, and maybe so we, we he's finally learning that lesson. Well, that's it. The doctor's finally going to get it. But he does also mention this, this, this terrible thing that that our our popular uh, depiction of world history has done uh, that has it that history really has been whitewashed and and part of what he does in that scene is he's pointing out how many black faces you see on the street just right where they're standing and as far as we can tell that's really true that there were i wrote a play about um uh, uh, set in new orleans at the time of the louisiana purchase and so I did a lot of research about that, and I found that this was exactly the same thing. There were slave, there were black slaves who were on the street, and there would be free slaves who would be walking on the street right next to them. Hmm. And so, if you were looking for a runaway slave, you you had a challenge ahead of you because <laughs> you couldn't, you know. Yeah. And, and it's one of the reasons why uh, uh, blacks in New Orleans were forbidden to wear masks at Mardi Gras because when that happened. You couldn't tell who anybody was, which is actually one of the reasons why the masks got started for Marty, because that's more fun. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, you know, uh, <laughs> growing up, if you grew up as I did, learning a lot of your history from watching movies, you know, set in, uh, <laughs> you know, at any other time yeah. in history, you'd get the impression everybody's always been white. It's definitely true. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. One of my favorite uh, movies still of all time, despite this, is uh, How the West Was Won. I love I love that picture, but it is a it depicts a a, a a a wild west story where the the railroad appears out of nowhere. We never see any, any black men working on it, and we never see any Chinese <laughs> men working on that railroad. It's just there. I'm like, well, we skipped something there, didn't we? <laughs> so it's easy to just get the impression that it just didn't happen, and that's that's what that's what this part of this episode is calling out was that. Martha probably really can just disappear, but can she suddenly become a doctor like she's trained? Yeah. To be? That yeah. I think you're right. That does seem like that's the point at which somebody would have grabbed her and said, "Who who the hell do you think you are?" Right, exactly. Yeah. And and I think like probably you know, well, you know, the race thing is a is a is a bad thing. The doctor thing is a bad thing. But she was dressed pretty um, uh, suggestive there. Well, that's <laughs> true. Even after she. Threw the jacket on. She still had like you know, her her jacket was open. And she had a low cut shirt on. I'm like, yeah. wouldn't that get more attention than anything? Um, well, well, <laughs> we could spend a lot of time me being the Shakespeare scholar tonight, but um, y yeah, no, no, the low cut thing, no, no, not at all, no, <laughs> not have been out of place in 1599 at all, no, mm -hmm. yeah, believe it or not, interesting, yeah. Yeah. So basically, you couldn't have 
your dress above the toes, you know, not the ankles, you know, literally. Right. But, yeah. but yet you could show as far down from the neck as you wished, basically. Just about. Ah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the times are changing. Our world exactly. changing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take that trip in a TARDIS. Let's go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There Let's you go. Uh, so let's, you know, since we were talking about Martha, there, uh, there, there was a comment that the doctor made Rose would know. And again, going back to those last five minutes that Nicole was talking about, I thought that was really cool, cruel for him to say, you know, well, Rose would know. Yeah. And, and it, it's interesting. I, I love what Nicole was saying last time about the, that kiss in um, Smith and Jones. Which bugged the hell out of me when I saw it the first time. I just said he would not do that. Um, and I thought it was funny. She said he could have licked her face, and that is always exactly what I've said too. He could have licked her face or licked her hand if it was just about leaving a DNA mark on her. No, he kissed her on the lips. He knows what he's doing. But but we always play this thing with the doctor where he's social. He's he's socially clueless. You know, we get a lot of fun with that with the eleventh doctor. You know, who, who thinks that he can be cool by saying that something is cool you know, when he just doesn't understand. You know, like both um, Yeah. Um, no, they're not. They're cool. You know? They're cool. Um, and, and that's that's just that sort of um, it's it, 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 it's it, it's it's childlike. And that that that's a fun thing about uh, about the doctor. Um, so when she says, uh, you know, uh, she's concerned about the, the slavery and, and he, he turns to her and says, why would they do that? You know, well, he. He knows. So it's it's very funny yeah. that he, he cuts back and forth between knowing and not knowing these important things. And so, yeah, what, what, what you just brought up to me, that's another one. It's like, really? Yeah. He, does he uh, does he not know that you don't mention your previous girlfriend? Do you do you not yeah. know that? And he also then, you know, he you know, he, he turns down the bed and says, well, come on, let's get some sleep. Yeah. Uh, they're going to stand there all night. What? Right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He's totally uh, oblivious, supposedly oblivious. To supposedly oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. But to be, you know, supposedly oblivious, I had forgotten or didn't pay attention or didn't notice or however you want to say it. I didn't see the sexual tension the first time or the last time I've watched this. And it was so obvious that they were trying to build on the pretty girl, good, good looking guy putting them together. And not only that, she's pining after him. He's not noticing. Is she going to yeah. get him? Is is he going to notice her? Will they kiss again? You know, it was yeah. like, mm -hmm. wow. Did y'all notice but, that? But to me, it was all predicated by the doctor's actions. <laughs> yes, well, that's right. And, and, and I love the way Freema plays this is that you can always see this going on in her eyes. It's like, what well, does that mean? I mean, is he like us? I mean, does that even wait? <laughs> is that completely innocent or is he suggesting something? What, I, what do I do? You know? Yeah. And is it, you know, from a character of Martha, I think, you know, the more I watch Martha this time, the mm -hmm. more I'm liking her because she was put in a weird, uncomfortable situation, not just the fact that you are following a companion that was well-liked. I'm talking about you're going into following a companion that the doctor actually showed romantic interest in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they don't completely, completely leave that behind. They 
let the doctor have all these flirtatious moments, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure the fans hated at the time. (laughs) Yeah, I can't recall. So, Lee, you know, uh, Clarence just brought up a good point. How do you recall? How did people uh, respond to the whole flirtatiousness of at the time? You, you talked about that in the last episode, and I it made me realize I don't remember, and I really wish I did, because a- after all of the the hating on Jodie Whittaker in season eleven, I I really wondered were there people in two thousand seven saying, oh, he's got to have a black woman now, and then I guess you know this show's got to bend to political correctness, so I guess he's good, and I guess there were. Hey, Nicole was saying that she she remembered it that way. Um, but, and, 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 but there were people to whom, uh, her name might as well have been not Rose, hmm. you know, yeah. but that's, but that's just who she was. She was not Rose. Yeah. That's probably more important. Than her yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I was having trouble with it. There was a degree to which that's, to me, that's who she was, you know? So hmm. I did it to Peter Davidson too. <laughs> <laughs> not the doctor. He was just not Tom. Yeah. So let's let's kind of switch gears and talk a little bit about. And I know we talked about the witches at the beginning, but let's bring them. You know, kind of expose them for what they really are: the Carrionites. Mm-hmm. As a villain, what did you guys think of the Carrionites? And Clarence, I'll let you take that one. I generally love them. Um, you know, just the look and feel. I thought the look and feel um, was very much what I would think of when I think of witches and how they were portrayed, the makeup and everything. So I love that part. And the the part I really start to get hung up on is when we talk about, and I know this is a science fiction show, but the science <laughs> behind the word. So, you know, and maybe this makes more sense in 2019 than it made sense in, in 2007. You know, speak. This technology does something. Your phone does that. So I very much got that and gravitated to that point when it had something to do with technology, like the globe or um, the hair, maybe because they said the doll was some certain technology. I can't remember what they called it. But when it was just speaking directly to Martha and it made her go to sleep, somehow I just couldn't buy that part of it. But 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 other than that, that that withstanding, I I did love uh, the witches in this episode, and particularly the young one. I thought she was really good. I can't remember her name. Um, but, Lilith. But Lilith. Yeah, Lilith. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and the other two had some really weird names. Yeah. Doof, doofing, Doofinger, Blood, uh-huh. Blood Tide, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Which are very uh, Shakespeare fairy kind of names. So that was a nice, <laughs> nice oh. joke on the screenwriters. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was just add that I loved uh when when she was luring the young man in at the beginning of the episode and he was just like, Your place is trash. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> but yet still he went on with it. Like like hmm, that sounds like most young men. <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> what about you guys? <laughs> yeah, what about you? What do you think, Lee? What did you think of um, that? I think this is actually one of the reasons why I haven't revisited this episode because the villains are are um are Halloween witches. They're the witches yeah. from Macbeth. Um and we are, are they've now so saturated our culture that um Halloween witches just aren't interesting to us anymore. And and a real come down to me after seeing the Jadoon. Um so uh, that that's one of the reasons why I don't 
I think I, I haven't revisited this one more often than I have is that I just don't, the, the witches just don't interest me very much. Well, what about you? Does it? You know, I, I think I'm going to echo what both of you guys said. I, I did something like them, but, 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 but watching them in, well, I do like the fact that they represented the people of the time seeing technology as witchcraft or technology as supernatural. Oh, yeah. Whereas it was just technology because for all intents and purposes, the doctor has a magic box that disappears. You know, that's That's right. That's what Mm -hmm. it looks like. Yeah, he's a witch, too. He's a witch, too. And, you know, hey, he's even been on trial. You know, Mm -hmm. go figure. (laughs) Uh, But having said that, I have to echo what you said, Lee, in the sense of when you see this particular episode and you see the next time trailer and you're looking at it and you see it and you see the witches, I'm not really interested in seeing it. So I don't know how well they hold up other than playing as a pun or as a point of uh, reference to Shakespeare. I don't know if they hold, uh, you know, hold their own, so to speak. I will say this, that it's, it's interesting to me, the, the power of knowledge that they seem to have that, uh, like Lilith can look at Martha Jones and she calls her Martha Jones and things like that. And one of the other Carrionites sees inside the doctor and says he has no name. And I love that. Mm. Now, at this point, was the doctor's name such a big deal? Um, that may be more of a classic question. No, I, don't I think I don't think that it's ever been something that we fussed about until the 11th doctor. I mean, the the show is called what it's called for a reason you know <laughs> i always yeah <laughs> um i really prefer the idea that the doctor is his name that if he if he was ever called anything else that is so long ago that it just doesn't exist anymore not even in his mind you know i that's what i prefer to say so I, well i remember when the the title of that finale right uh, before um you know the day of the doctor when they right. put the title, the name of the doctor, I remember, A, please tell me they're not going to do it. But if I recall right. correctly, there were people that picketed in the streets, weren't there? <laughs> there were some protests. There were people protesting in the UK, if I if I remember correctly. Probably two or three, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so let me but ask. I would have been out there. I would have been, saying, would have been no, out there, do too. That. I do not ever want to know the name of the doctor. I don't care if if you are a small child and if your heart's at the right place. I don't want to know the name of the doctor. So let me ask you guys, before we get into our final ratings, were there any other things about this episode that I have not mentioned that you guys wanted to talk about? Well, Wait, they did film this in the actual Globe Theater. Awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, the Shakespeare's globe burned down in the 1600s, but they have reconstructed the globe according to our best, very best scholarship and guess of what it looked like. And it is almost on the same spot. It is very, very close to being where it was. And I have stood on that stage. I have, I love to say I've acted on that stage because uh, when my wife and I got there, there was nobody else in there. So I hopped up on the stage <laughs> and said, oh, for a muse of fire, that would have sent the brightest heaven. Of yeah. So, but uh but I have been there and it is it is a it is a beautiful thing. And what fun to to have it so that if you're going to do a TV show that ostensibly takes place on the original globe to have a perfect replica yeah. of the globe to do it on. So just wanted to get that in there. Cool, man. <laughs> just, 
mention that. So, so about you, Clarence, did you have anything mm-hmm. else? Uh, I don't know. For half the time, I didn't know if I was watching Shakespeare or Han Solo because the guy didn't, <laughs> didn't come off as Shakespeare to me. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. not, the, that's not the way he's usually depicted. <laughs> Oh, but I love the little part where he first sees Martha and he says all these names. I don't know if I should repeat because I don't know if they're bad or not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he says, hey, money, money. Yeah. (laughs) Which just kind of means, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, and uh, the queen of Africa. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And she she seems offended. That's right. Um but um, I don't know if everybody listening to this would know that um, uh, some of Shakespeare's sonnets uh, mention a, a mystery woman, and um, she's just called the Dark Lady. Mm. That's all we have. She's the Dark Lady of the sonnets. And so a lot of ink has been spilled over the years about trying to figure out who the Dark Lady of the sonnets was, who had so captured his heart. So we leave this episode knowing at last who the dark lady of the sun is ah oh, that's interesting and do you yeah. and do you guys think that a lot of you know hearing you guys talk it sounds like a lot of these mystery elements of shakespeare maybe they wrote this particular episode for the sole intent and purpose of oh well here's some you know folklore or you know legends of shakespeare well why don't we just insert the dark i mean uh the doctor and martha in to these roles (laughs) yeah maybe so yeah because because it is it's it's all through the episode um the the doctor's got that skull and he says it reminds him of the sycorax and shakespeare says oh i'll take that word from you and it's true he hasn't written the tempest yet so so now we know (laughs) he names (laughs) he names sycorax after the actual sycorax and things like that so um we we also got a back to the future reference yes yes we did Yep, yep. And and maybe my favorite joke of the episode, uh, which house? Which house? Okay, I didn't I didn't I didn't do it as well as he did. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. It's, oh, it's inevitable. Witch house. A witch house. A witch house. Um You know I th- something I hadn't noticed before uh until seeing it this time was that um at, at one point uh, Shakespeare is at a basin of water and he splashes water on his face and he just sort of dabs it on the sides of his neck as well. And um, I have read in, in the study of Shakespeare and his times that that's how a lot of people uh, bathed for a long time. That was the extent of what you did. So that's a little piece of history you're seeing there, a little bit of that little washing the face and maybe a little bit of the back of the neck. <laughs> so, yeah, you yeah, you think you think emptying the piss pot in the street is bad. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, wow, that was a very R-rated uh, episode of Doctor Who. We saw, <laughs> you know, we saw someone taking, uh, you know, completely taking a bath on Doctor Who. That's true. Yeah, the whole bath. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do you know about the only other thing I've got to say about this this episode, which I, I it, it is largely for um, Nicole's benefit, but um, it really is striking me this time around just how cute Freema is. Every now and then, the way they got her. <laughs> The way they style her hair, every now and then when she turns her head, there's this one lock of hair that falls out of her face, which I just think is adorable. I just love that. So, yeah. All right. Anyway. Do what? So I'm right there with you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And it's interesting that she, I don't know, maybe I really was pouting about Rose the whole time I watched the Marthas before, but she just, I don't know. You know, I liked Rose, but I remember welcoming Martha. I was 
all about Martha when she got there. And, you know, I was actually, you know, spoilers, but I was actually sad, you know, to see her go uh, when I found out that, um, you know, she wouldn't be returning so quickly. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the only other thing that I have before we get into our final review was at the scene with Queen Elizabeth, you know, yes. where she's coming in and she's so mad at the doctor and he's looking at her not knowing why she's so mad and then finding out when in the day of the doctor why she's so mad because he marries her then, but he mm-hmm. wasn't married to her then. <laughs> it took all that time to pay that joke. God. And yeah. it does make you wonder, had they had they planned that or was that just the logical way to resolve that? But yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who he knows? has trouble with the British monarchy. He met he met <laughs> Victoria and that didn't go well. That didn't go well at all. <laughs> he got Torchwood out of it. True. Yeah, but it but it was created to, to keep him away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good point. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, I think it's time to get into our final review. So, Lee. Why don't you start us off? What would you give on a scale of one to five? What would you give this? I'm going to give it a four and a half. And um, it is great fun. And, you know, doing an episode that takes place in Elizabethan England, that's for me. So but but I but I did find the Carrionites boring because, you know, they're Halloween witches. (laughs) So, yeah, but yeah, four point five, four point five. All right. So, Clarence, what about you? What do you say? I think I'm going to go with a four. Um, Was it my favorite? There were some good things to be had in the episode. I particularly uh, loved uh, Freema in this episode. She was great, as well as the doctor. I mean, the way David delivers lines. I mean, he can deliver a line and raise the whole mood of the situation into something you wasn't expecting at all. It's just like he's the energy. And that's one of the things I love about David Tennant. So, you know, they were great. But as for the story itself, I wasn't too high on it. So I'm going to go with a four, solid four. What about you, Cal? All right. So for me, I'm going to echo what you guys just said. Uh, You know, the witches I I could have done without or done with less of. um, But for the simple fact of the 10th Doctor and, you know, Martha Jones, I'm, I'm going to go with four. And I'm stretching it, giving it a four, because I structured doing our review purposely. Because it, if it sounds like that it was a bit hodgepodge, that we were talking a lot more about other things other than the story, it was really my intent to do that. Because in my eyes, while the story was fun, there wasn't a lot of story. Does that make sense? Mm. And for me, you know, I I enjoyed it. I had fun, but there were not a lot of, you know, points of the story to say, oh, well, when this happened and that happened and that happened and that happened. So I almost give it a 3.75. But because of the uh, acting for, you know, the 10th Doctor and for Martha Jones, I'm going to give it a four. So that's what I'm going to say. That's all she wrote. And, and I do hate most of the Shakespearean references were lost on me. I feel like if I knew those, my rating would jump way up, you know, and it, it, they were just like completely lost on me because, you know, I'm just not in that world. 
Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of another justification for my little story. Yeah, it, it is like, it, it is, we talk about fan service on the show a lot of times, but it's like this episode was very fan servicey for the Shakespeare fans. And <laughs> yeah. okay, you know, that that's <laughs> fine for me, but is that fine for everybody else? I mean, yeah, uh, there's a lot of times where I feel like if I'd been in a, in a crowded, in a, in a, you know, a packed theater watching this, there would have been times when you would have heard the sound of me laughing. <laughs> Alone. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, did you hear that? But he said 57 academics just punched the. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Anyway. As, as I have often but, said, is if it's funny to me, that's all that matters. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, we, we haven't talked about this. This was, a, this is a script, the first script by Gareth Roberts, who would write many other episodes of the series. And he wrote almost all of Sarah Jane adventures and did a lot of Torchwood as well, too. I think, I think that's right. Yeah. But he wrote a couple of my episodes that I just can't abide. So, uh, you know, three cheers for him writing a, a story that's got Shakespeare in it that tickled me. But, um, so maybe it's, maybe it's Gareth Roberts. I don't know, but he, he's the one who will later on give us the uh, the James Corden episode where we learn that Cybermen can be defeated by if you love your baby enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those where, seriously, that I've seen that one once. I haven't gone yeah. back to see it again. Hey, yeah. he made James Corden famous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe it was a Cyberman <laughs> ride-along, you know, side, Cyberman karaoke or whatever. <laughs> that would actually be kind of funny. Yeah, that's right. I'd, I'd go for that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, if you guys were working on anything, which I know you are, and where might others find what you're working on? Clarence, I'll start with you. Ah, yeah. Just head on over to YouTube uh, by going to YouTube.com slash Discussing Network where we'll hopefully be posting more videos soon. So check us out there and give us a sub. Cool beans. All right. Well, Mr. Shackelford, what about you? Give, give us a sub. Is that is that what the young people are saying now? Do they, do they say <laughs> Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Yeah. I was going to say, or did you just now come up with that coinage? Because if so, it's great and it's going to... Nah, I didn't, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're just about to get rolling with uh, production of the fourth, long-awaited fourth season of Relativity. So. Stay tuned to that by uh, giving us a sub, and uh, you, can, you can learn how to do that. <laughs> As the young folks say, <laughs> you learn how at relativitypodcast.com. And if you would like to sub to any of the podcasts that we produce here, you could go to, or can go to, or will go to, hopefully, you will go to. The Discussing Network, and you can find that at DiscussingNetwork.com. You will find, of course, Doctor Who-related Discussing Who. You'll find comic books at Discussing Comics and Star Trek Discovery at uh, Discussing Trek. So head on over to Discussing Network. So, guys, thank you very much. This was fun. Glad to have the three of us back together again. Nicole, mm. we want to have you back soon. And for anyone listening, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the show, all jokes aside, and share it with your friends. And with that, we are out of here. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com. 
Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre. They've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?